Yeah, 20 past four. This is the story of the day, really. The Australian Open Tennis has reportedly relaxed its COVID stance. They've told the WTA unvaccinated players can now enter the tournament as long as they quarantine for 14 days, then subject themselves to strict COVID protocols. I find that hard to believe when Victoria won't allow it with their residents. In Australia, I don't think will allow. We'll worry about that federally later. But here's Victorian Sport Minister Martin Pakula. I'd be aiming for something north of 80. I spoke to Stuart Fox from the MCC and Nick Hockley from Cricket Australia yesterday. And so between Cricket Australia and the MCG, they'll submit a plan. I would imagine it will be for somewhere between 80 and 90. The reason for it not being 100% is that because there'll be young kids there, you can't have a fully vaxxed crowd. Yeah, sorry, that was the wrong grab. That was Martin Pakula talking about 80,000 at the MCG, which in itself is a miracle with the COVID numbers they've had. But here's Martin Pakula on the tennis. That any suggestion that it is settled or resolved is just not correct. For unvaccinated people, at a very minimum, uh, the rules are 14 days hotel quarantine. The Commonwealth may, in fact, go further and say that if you're unvaccinated, you don't get into the country at all. Well, I hope they do. Unvax players like Novak Djokovic. He's going for his 21st Grand Slam title, his 10th Aussie Open. I didn't realise this until I looked it up. This will be his fourth in a row, and he's just gone, see, I knew I'd win. I knew I'd win, because money talks, and you know what walks. Mm -hmm. Well, that's according to Novak. Um, As I said, he just breathed a sigh of relief. I wouldn't count your chickens until they're hatched, Novak. Let's just wait on this. But the man who broke the story is New York Times tennis correspondent. His name is Ben Rothenberg. Ben, is this true? Yeah, so basically what the players are being told is their communications between WTA Player Council, which sent this email, was, was updating their constituents, which is the WTA players on the tour, about their communications with Tennis Australia. Basically, the understanding they've come to is that vaccinated players who are fully vaccinated will be able to enter the country and play the tournament without having to do any sort of quarantine, um, just having to take a couple of tests and test negative. Uh, and, and that players who are unvaccinated will still be able to enter the country as well, um, which is in contrary to some of how people thought the direction was going. Uh, but the unvaccinated players would have to do a 14-day hotel quarantine uh, like before. So a bit of a change there, but that's that's the current information that the WTA players have been getting, and one would assume would also apply to the men's tour as well. Those would be in lockstep with each other. Did this come from Tennis Australia CEO Craig Tilley? Did it? So this was the, the email that that I published was something that was sent from the WTA Player Council to WTA members or players, uh, sort of updating them on what the situation was going to be in Australia and summarising the conversations they had had okay. with Craig Tiley and the rest of the Tennis Australia uh, yeah. organisers. Not directly from Craig Tiley, but sort of definitely informing the players of what they understood mm. and Australia's thinking to be. I couldn't imagine they'd go out with this, Ben, um, unless they had federal and state government support because it goes against the grain of what's happening actually in Australia, uh, that these tennis players are going to be put above the laws of the land, so to speak, Ben. Yeah, no, it's funny. It was already controversial in 2021, Australian Open, you know, about what, nine, ten months ago now, when the players were able to get a few breaks, you know, from their hotel quarantine to go train and things like that. It was already pretty controversial. A lot of people in Australia who were in the midst of repeated lockdowns. Uh, so it's something that's interesting to see how that'll play out and how the Victorian government and maybe the federal government even in Australia 
will respond uh, to this statement from Tennis Australia. It's mm. possible that Tennis Australia is telling the players, you know, something that's incomplete, incomplete or perhaps overly optimistic or overly rosy uh, to try to make them more comfortable as possible that they're, you know, not giving the players the full picture. But this is the players, what the players uh, understand the, the sort of state of the land to be right now. Well, it's good on behalf of the WTA players that aren't vaccinated that the number one um, anti-vaxxer is Novak Djokovic. He's going for his 10th Aussie Open, his fourth in a row, and his 21st Grand Slam. So, Ben, we might call this the Novak Djokovic rule. You know, it's interesting. I don't know that Djokovic would necessarily even be thrilled with this rule uh, because a 14-day hotel quarantine, although obviously he'd be happy. Assuming he is unvaccinated, he's never confirmed that, uh, I should point out, but... People like people assume uh, if it is a, uh, a situation with a 14-day hard quarantine, uh, it's still very challenging physically for an athlete on the you know on the verge of a strenuous competition to have to sit in a hotel for 14 days. Mm. It's not clear whether or not the same sort of concessions in terms of training breaks would be made for unvaccinated players this time around. So this might you know even if there is a bit of lenience or a bit of an opening to allow unvaccinated players to enter, uh, assuming that things that are in this document uh, hold up that I still think that those, those, uh, the chasm between the experience of the vaccinated players and the unvaccinated players will hopefully lead to more unvaccinated players choosing to get vaccinated in these coming weeks. Yeah, you'd hope so. What percentage of it, as a guess, Ben, or educated guess, uh, do you think men and women yeah. WTA players are not vaccinated? Yes, yeah, so I've heard from this on the tour relatively recently, like a couple of weeks ago at least, um, the roughly the men's score was about sixty five percent of them were vaccinated, and the women's was around sixty, okay. which is not very high. Uh, much much below other sports leagues in the world. Uh, so we'll see if that can pick up. And the, the tennis tour has not done a very good job, apparently. You know, incentivizing it or convincing players that it's worth it to them to get vaccinated. And there's also a situation where most a lot of athletes wanted to get vaccinated during their respective off season, and tennis has not had an off season since these vaccines are made available. So maybe we'll see those numbers pick up a bit uh, in coming months as the tennis tour winds down. Uh, but they're still definitely lagging behind other, other sports. We'll talk about Novak Djokovic, but it's a lot more, unfortunately, than just him, who's uh, currently yeah. vaccinated in the sort of elite levels of tennis. Have you asked Novak, is he vaccinated in a presser, Ben? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I have, I, I've, I've asked him questions about vaccination, and I know that he has said that he is very clearly against uh, rules that mandate the vaccine. Um, he's made that clear. And he's yeah. been, I think, purposefully opaque enough about his own status to make it fairly clear. Mm. You know, again, I, he has not confirmed it. I can't say with any certainty. Okay. But in my, in my lived experience, people who are vaccinated, you know, are not afraid to tell you that they are. Yes. And, uh, you know, don't think it's a big issue. And people who are unvaccinated are more likely to, to sort of make a, okay. to be equivocal about it or to make sort of a, a production about it okay hey ben you're a new yorker a proud man um cory irving while you're there the flat earther what's going to happen with him <laughs> you follow that <laughs> a lot do you ben i haven't i've followed kyrie as close and actually i actually live in washington dc so it's not totally my beat there but okay uh yeah he's, he's obviously made himself into a into sort of a martyr over this and mm. I, he, he's winning a lot of uh respect from people i don't think you really want it from okay. that way yeah. i'm taking this stand and there's protests going on. I saw outside the arena in uh, in Brooklyn, people standing with Kyrie. It's, it's all kind of nonsense. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, like you mentioned, the flat earth. He doesn't have 
a, a sparkling academic track record heading into no. this. No, so, uh, not someone speaking with a lot of credibility. Okay, well, maybe Kyrie and Novak can go out for a coffee together. Hey, Ben, as always, thanks for your time. Cheers, thank you, Ray. Great work, Ben Rothberg, our guest. So Ben broke the story in the New York Times. Mm. That is going to play out if they let players in without vaccination. So question, we get some calls on this. Should we have concessions for tennis players or for that matter any athlete travelling to Australia? We've got a Formula One coming up. We've got the Ashes test coming up. If they're not fully vaccinated, have your say about that. For me, as long as they're abiding by our strict COVID protocols, if they breach them, it's a $100,000 fine. Pick a number, $200,000 fine, and you sit on a plane straight back automatically. If you get sick, you don't get treated in Australia, you've got to pay for your own Medivac back to your country. I don't want you blocking up our hotels. Now, if you're going to happy to sign that waiver and you're unvaccinated, well, come on in. Hmm. Welcome you in. But you break the rules, you're out. Australia... You're out. Does not want to lose the Australian no. Open. You do not want to see this tournament go somewhere else. So we'll see how that plays out. Mark Bickley coming up right after the 4.30 news.